0: Hey what's up everybody? This is your boy. This is T-Ron and you are listening to another episode of the Ubiquitous Blacks podcast and y'all I like okay, sometimes I say I'm excited and shit, but I'm legit excited because I have someone who is so um so important to me because you know, you meet people and you instantly have like an attachment. Are you, you instantly like click? This is one of those people that I'm just like so excited. We we had to reschedule a bit with you know <laughs> People be busy, but we're finally doing this. And I want you all to be introduced to my friend, the lovely Sadini. Sadini, introduce yourself to the people and tell them about what you do.
1: Hey, everybody. Hey, ubiquitous Blacks. I want to thank T-Ron for introducing me like I'm the heavyweight champ of the (laughs) American. Definitely. (laughs) <laughs> but yes i'm sadidi aka sedia that's what i was born as and i am one of your hopefully favorite celebrity stylists
0: <laughs> talk to me about let's let, let's go right into we're gonna we're gonna knock it out we're gonna lean into it heavy so if you all don't know Hit here is a would you would you would you use the monica celebrity hair stylist i think so i think you should <laughs> definitely People say. <laughs> well, you know, you kind of kind of popular in your own right. So maybe is it like would you say celebrity hairstylist is when people say that phrase, do they mean a stylist that styles celebrities or is it someone that's a celebrity and also a stylist? I never understood that.
1: That's, well, that's a really good question. So what I would say is a celebrity stylist is both. You style celebrities. And with you styling celebrities, everybody considers you a celebrity. I can't get over when I, when I was living in Los Angeles and when I was styling some of the hottest rappers and on Instagram. <laughs> you,
0: can, you, can, you can run your resume a little bit. You can... You can <laughs> Throw out some of your work. Who who have you worked with?
1: Okay. So I've worked with uh, my first really big star that I want to say I worked with was Malaysia Pargo from Basketball Lives. She is as sweet as pie. Then I went off and started working with Rosa Costa. The the list of... Was on Vanessa Bell Calloway, Amber Rose, Black China. I had people like Cash Doll, Hennessy Carolina, Steph London uh, hit me up to do their hair. Tommy from Loving Hip Hop. Just it went crazy. I don't know what kind of juju was going on in the world <laughs> but they are came at me from nowhere and I was happy. I was pleased. I was excited. It was a first for me. Um, For that that big like rush to come in because I literally started doing hair. I did hair. Maybe I started in 2015. I went to cosmetology school first at Santa Monica College because I just said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to achieve a goal. And I, I had my daughter. And what ended up happening is I was taking care of her. So I put my whole life on hold for about four years. It was not about Sididi. I know everything that looks like it's about Sididi now, Sididi,
0: this
1: <laughs> But trust and believe, I. it was not about me. Everything about me was poured into my daughter and the, and it felt good. I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. I was just so happy for her and having her, even though situations wasn't the best, but I made it the best. And then we ended up enjoying that little celebrity lifestyle together. She was happy. I was happy. It was just a good time.
0: How how did you? So, OK, so you studied at you studied at Santa Monica. So you did cosmetology there right or you did it, well is that what you call it cosmetology okay cosmetology. So, you, so you did that there how how did you get to way over sent to santa monica because you're an east coast girl right
1: <laughs> no. you're
0: from you're from new york yeah
1: it depends on what you say from because technically i was born in los angeles california i didn't know but that I- I was born in Los Angeles, Torrance to be exact. That's the city. It's right there next to Hawthorne. But I was raised in Brooklyn since I'm 10 months. So it's like I've so always... you, from, So
0: you're definitely from Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> well, this is the thing. I'm from Brooklyn, but I will go and visit California every other summer. So I was always half and half. When I would come back from Cali to, to New York, they were like, you're talking like a white girl. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I? You like, you're talking like a vanilla i'm like look this is my disney channel voice and you uh, to be honest i i have so much demographics you know like how people could speak different languages i could speak different dialects i'll hit you with some jamaican i'll hit you with some um stacy dash i'll hit you with some
0: <laughs> you know what though and that's how know, that's how I know really at heart, you, you gotta be a New York girl because people in New York, I notice do that. People naturally will do that and not even know that they do it, honestly. I've been, I, I remember living in Brooklyn. There was a lady that I knew. She would just basically code switch depending on who she was talking to all the time. But she was like Brooklyn down. Like that was her real accent. But she'd meet somebody at, you know, and she'd be like, hey mama, how you doing? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, what is this? But she would, and then she would switch right back. So uh, that's some East Coast stuff because there's so many cultures in, in New York. There's so many things. So you end up picking up a little bit of, of all of it. So I don't know. And, and the listeners might be like, no, you sound very, very much uh, New York.
1: Oh, <laughs> You know why because I'm talking to somebody that I'm comfortable with when I when I talk but you know what every every version and aspect of me is me that's who I am you understand if I don't really mess with somebody if I don't really fuck with somebody I'm gonna just say to myself or you know I'm always still be polite but I'm not gonna really engage so much with you so I know a lot of the times people feel like sometimes I'm being fake with them but they don't even know that's just me. I'm I'm multifaceted. I'm not just one tone. This is how I feel comfortable, but not everybody accepts it. Sometimes people judge you based off of how you talk or your accent, because they say, Okay, well, you're not from a good place, so you ain't you ain't shit or you not worth it. So that's when sometimes I gotta let people know, like, okay, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I love everything about Brooklyn. I love the hood. I love just the whole culture. But I also know how to. I know how to uh, keep it cute
0: as well. <laughs> so, so when you when you first got into um, styling, mm-hmm. did you always have it in the back of your head, like, I'm gonna like do like? Some stars' hair, like I, I, I'm gonna go into that industry, or was it more so like happenstance? Did you plan that part out? Do you think?
1: Absolutely not. I was just literally wanting to accomplish a goal of mine that um, I, I kind of put on the back burner because I was going through some stuff. So I definitely did not think. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't thinking. Oh, I want to do something hair I just knew that I wanted to do something that I set my mind to and that's what I did but the fact that I was I like I just wanted to be a hairstylist and the fact that I got people trusting me millionaires trusting me with their hair looking at me to style them because they're looking for me to make them look like a million dollars because you can have a million dollars and not look like you got a million dollars but the girl (laughs) I don't got a million dollars is making these people with a million dollars look like a million dollars. That's that was all I needed. That was all the confidence I needed.
0: And, it, and it's definitely like second nature for you. It's definitely something that you you know, like when people can really when you could tell when somebody's passionate about something because it it shows in the end work, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is this is this girl's talent. But it, I mean you do other things. So you you did say that at the time that you started to really take it serious and go to school that you, you know, you had your daughter as well. What's what's motherhood been like for you juggling that and chasing your career at the same time? How's that panned out for you? Okay.
1: Wait. It's not going to be the cookie cutter answer you're looking for, but. We don't want it was, We
0: don't want cookie cutter. Give, give us to it just like it is.
1: So to be honest, it was hard. It's hard. I did it as a single because I felt as though I got into a relationship with or I got into a situation with her father that was a little bit too soon and I was a little bit blinded and jumped in. So I decided that he wasn't the right person for me. So I had to move forward with my life or else I was going to keep getting hurt so what I ended up doing was you know I had to make a way for me and her but I want to touch on this because it to me this is so important to the story I left everything that I thought that I love and I wanted all for her she was the main source of my happiness and me going uh me going to do hair and trying to do hair was for her, even though it was for me, it was really for her. But it was not easy because I wanted to give her everything that I can give her. But at the same time, I had to bust my ass because what I want, nobody not gonna give me. I want to be able to spoil her. I want to be able to give her whatever it is that she wants. So taking time to take care of what I gotta take care of and not and not being able to spend Every second with her, man, that was tough. It was tough, but I got it done. And even starting to do hair, I couldn't spend no time with her. And I feel up until now really guilty about it because the start of her life, I, I got to spend every second with her. She breastfed. She wouldn't, she wouldn't drink out of a bottle. We we create we built like such this freaking unbreakable bond. So when it was time that okay, now I had to be an adult, I couldn't be mommy no more. I couldn't be no, I could still be mommy. I won't say that, but I couldn't be nurturing mommy. You know, like right, in the, right. You ever watch like Animal Planet and you ever seen like a little monkey, you know, go into their dad and the dad push the monkey and then the yeah. monkey, <laughs> monkey. Man, that's what mothering is like for me. It, it, it's just it it it's the best. I would say the best feeling I ever had in life is being her mom. I
0: Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That that's good. That's that's. I think that's awesome because because I do feel like you as a parent, you know, you're always gonna have to be making those sacrifices. That's something mm-hmm. that's always gonna come up. And some of them seem so difficult and then you know working with uh different celebrities and people who are parents and people who are in that industry i've seen so many parents of the like long distance parents (laughs) like i've been around people who have these huge families or they have children and it's like you never you never get used to that but the sacrifices i feel like the bigger the sacrifice the bigger the reward and it's just a matter of tying everything in together, there's that fine line that comes up. And I, and you probably thought about this too, where you get worried. And it's like, will will the, will she resent me for not being there on this day? You know what I mean? Or will my kid be upset with me that I couldn't make it to this? Those are always come up. But I think that finding a healthy balance as a as kid gets older, they'd be like, okay, mama was out there doing her thing. That's That's what that was. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you end up like finding the thing. It's like, okay, I appreciate that. I I really love that, so I want to say, I follow you on Instagram as you know, of course, <laughs> and I do recall recently you and the baby going and taking a trip to Jamaica. Talk to me about this trip to Jamaica, but also we were talking before. You got to tell me about these Jamaican roots that you have because that's the part I did, I didn't even know. But now now when, now when I sit back, I'm like. You know what? That is a unique name. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I was like, no, nah, wait a minute. Now it's making sense. It's starting together. But tell me, like, so so you you said both your parents are from Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. They're both
1: from Jamaica. They from Kingston, Jamaica, uh, the hood. I call it the hood because where they grew up Well, was where my mom grew up. It's very similar to like a project like project housing is a scheme. Even though yeah, it's the hood. So if first of all Mm -hmm. Jamaica is already like a third world country. So it's very very backed up with tech, like on technology, we still in the stone ages, you know, but what Jamaica does offer, despite it being so small and not being the most richest country, what it does have is it has a lot of love. It has a lot of culture. So vibes. When I tell you, when you get off the plane, going to Jamaica and you land on that soil, it's like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Like anything that you ever worried about, you stress. Stressing about any anxiety, gone with
0: the wind. Kenya more. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need that. I need that. Everybody, everybody that I know that has visited Jamaica to whatever degree, whether they just go and they stay on a resort or whether they just go and like have family, whatever. Everybody, I've never heard one bad like experience. I have never heard anybody be like, oh yeah, I went to Jamaica. It was okay. Never ever <laughs> gotten that. I've never gotten that. Ooh, you hear I- that about other places, but I've never heard that anybody say that. I definitely want to go. I definitely want to go with you uh, when you go again. I got to go. I have to visit that that place. I do. You have to take me.
1: I would love for you to visit. Uh, I feel like I'm all Jamaican out um, for right now. <laughs> of course. But I, uh, I would love to go with my friends such as you and people with some good vibes because I feel like everybody deserves to feel that feeling, I'm telling you, man. It's, I want to say that I am glad that I have another culture to look forward to because what people don't understand is when you only know one thing, your mind be, be limited. You don't, you know, so to know that there's another way of doing things, another way of life, another way, it just, another way aside from what we know it's always a good thing
0: to experience definitely i think i think it's so important especially for uh for african americans because a lot of people don't don't have those ties to somewhere else and i find that when that happens or when you don't explore you don't feel attached to anything that you, there's something about you that just doesn't get filled up I, I, that's how I feel. And, and that's for most African-Americans, that's the experience in your case, you um, are a child of, of immigrants, right? So you have something that you can attach to directly. And I think that's so dope. And we have to like really embrace like our, our friends and, and, and those people we know that happen to have like connections to other places because you get you get like these pieces of you that maybe just somewhere in your blood, somewhere in your DNA. You go somewhere else. You're like, I think this is where I'm supposed to <laughs> be. I have, I have, I have friends who are trying to like plan trips to like um, to go to like uh, Nigeria and go to Ghana and go to all these other places. I'm like, I gotta go. I got to go because, like, I gotta, feel, I gotta feel that that same thing you're talking about, like feeling that feeling of of having a connection to something or having your feet on this soil that's like okay this all this you know shit that happens in America all this this racial shit that goes on that shit that like has you living your life in a defensive stance all the time because you're always waiting for something to happen or something to pop off because it's just how you you come up i want to get to a place where i'm like okay i can li- i can chill out <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gotta worry about a Karen bothering me today. I can chill out. That's what I want. I need that.
1: It is. That's what Jamaica is. A lot of countries, uh, such as Mexico, those you know, small uh, Caribbean islands. It's a place you just chill. You be you be yourself. You live. You have fun. You enjoy yourself. You don't gotta worry too much about bills and how you are gonna. Sur- survive really know, Everybody has survival, but they're, they're mostly focused on just enjoying their lives. You know, having food, some drinks and music and some friends around is all these people, um, in, especially in islands need to freaking feel like, you know, they had a, a wonderful day or a great day, or they're in a good mood. And I love that so much. It's the simple things.
0: I, I, I'm all for it. what's what's the best because you you I'm trying to catch up to you. I got a I got a couple of stamps on my passport, but I'm trying to catch up to you. <laughs> I'm trying to move about. I'm trying to do some things, but um, what's the best trip you think you've been on to date?
1: The best trip that I've been on, I would honestly have to say, is Greece, Mykonos, Greece. That was, in fact, my favorite place. It was. So serene, so undeniably beautiful. The view, the the the. It was like heaven. It was like a place I've never been. It's like a place that doesn't even exist. It's like a fantasy. It's like a fantasy. I I
0: I've gone to a few places, but I don't think I I don't think I've visited a place yet that I've had that feeling yet. You think that would be a good a good one to try out to see? Definitely, because I like the, I like those hidden gem places. I like those places that like are not too touristy. That you can be like, you know, you get like a surprise, or maybe there's like a really cool ass like Airbnb or something that you just like. Oh wait, this is so you know something. I like stuff like that. You think okay. so? Greece would be the one, <laughs> Well, at least to, as of now.
1: And you know what makes it even better? Everybody just has like a chill ass vibe, mood. You know, they don't let nothing bother them. You know, Greece is known for Greek mythology and philosophy and, you know, home of the great philosophers who use their brain. Because I want to say using our brain is not so important nowadays, especially in our country. It's not what you know it's what you're wearing or how you look. And all that's great, too. You know, that's wonderful. But there's more than, you know, more to life than that. That's what I want to say
0: escape is important escape is important let me ask you this do you <laughs> and you don't have to answer this you don't have to answer this if you don't want it. but um do you find it at this point do you find it difficult to to date being being ha- having the having the status that you have but also moving around as much as you do not everybody can get next to to that kind of lifestyle i i i don't date much <laughs> That's okay, but no no, no, no i know i know that know that over the years, as I moved around a bit and traveled more and worked, it's not for everybody some people some people will be like, oh, yeah that's you know that's cool i could i i could get I can get with that until you actually you know have to go go away or you have to act you know you be busy doing something and you're not in the same place, and they're like, oh. I can't do this. Um, But do you, do you find that to be an issue with you having the travel bug and also hustling as much as you do? Like, what's that like for you? Are you dating?
1: That is such a good question. Um, (laughs) I want to say, all right, Mm -hmm. technically I have love interests. I am. I'm big on love. I do have love interests. However, me, I'm not going to, I'll, if some, a lot of people approach me, let's just keep it a hundred people approach me who desire to date me. I want to date me and I appreciate, and I'm flattered by all that love. But for me, I got to meet someone that my mind, my body, my soul tell me, yeah, I that he he gave me a, a feeling, and I think I've gotten that maybe four times in my life however i oh, i've because I was so scared to be vulnerable, I want to say that it never really evolved how it's supposed to evolve, but now because I'm learning that I didn't know that then. I was always in my head, well, no, I got to be the one that is the most important person in the relationship and they need to fight for me and they need to. And I'm learning that that's not what love is about. So I feel like I've missed out on a lot of love opportunities. Well, long-term love opportunities because I was so in my head about that. But now I want to say that I definitely... I'm embracing it. And I do love, I love someone. And there's people who love me, and I'm learning how to figure out what I want and pick and go for that.
0: If that <laughs> makes sense. That was a nice, safe answer. It was eloquent though. I like <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> but I do love someone. There's is a definitely a, um it's definitely something that I wanna keep pursuing and keep pursuing. I got yeah. you.
0: You're open to it. And that's growth. That's good. That's good. That's all you can be is open to it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now, listen, guys. So, so, Diddy is a busybody. She's busy right now. And I won't keep you for too long. But what I what, what I do want to go into is I want you to just tell people what you what you have planned for the future. What, what are your future plans? What are you working on? What can people expect to see from you? And also, where can they find you? Okay, well, first you can
1: find me on Instagram at uh, Sadiddy Style S um, A D I D D Y S T Y L E, and then I have my hair page, Brooklyn, Blondes of Brooklyn, who is who has been sponsored by Yandy Smith, amazing bomb TV personality from Love and Hip Hop. Right now, I want to say that at first I was working on building a really successful business. But what I'm going to, but what I learned and I read on Instagram, and I'm going to just leave it with this, is that they say in order to get wealth and success, which is ultimately what everybody wants, I ain't going to lie, I want it too, but you got to focus on love first. And I know people say, put the other two first and then love, but without love, you can't welcome in success or wealth. You're going to be closed off. You can only have If you choose wealth or success before love, you're going to either have just that. But once you have love, everything else
0: uh, falls into place,
1: falls into place. So that's what I'm working on. I'm working on being a better me, a better friend, a a better girlfriend, a better
0: employee, a better helper,
1: a better humanitarian, all that good stuff. So what you'll see is me working
0: on me. (laughs) i love it i love it and as you all know as we sign out here you know how you can reach us you can reach us at ubiquitousblacks at gmail.com you can send us your questions stories submissions whatever you want and we'll read it on the program all right so as we go out here remember whether you are black and i want to give a huge shout out to being black in barbados and whether you want to be black in brooklyn (laughs) remember we are Black everywhere. Period.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One time it's ubiquitous Blacks, T-Ron, what's up? Holla at your girl. <laughs> Follow <laughs> me on Instagram.